Hey, let me interrupt the current podcast you're listening to so we can tell you about Musically Ignorant, hosted by me, Jason, and my pal, Lackey. Hi, I'm Lackey. We discuss all kinds of music from mainstream pop acts like Ben Folds and R.E.M. And very obscure acts like Cabaret Voltaire and Black Moth, Moth Super Rainbow. I think you just made those names up. I most certainly did not. Well, I guess that's why we named the show Musically Ignorant. Indeed, you rapscallion! Now, before Lackey turns too much into a 19th century professor, you should check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or our home website, rabbitholepodcast.com. Jason, have you ever heard of this Lizzo person that's trending on Twitter? Oh man, I got my work cut out for me. Everything we do here at Rabbit Hole Podcast is sponsored by Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepods and try it absolutely free for 30 days. You can download any audiobook, original show, or podcast you want, and after the 30-day trial expires, you only pay $14.99 a month, and you can get more content from Audible. If you decide to cancel at any time, even after the trial, you still get to keep everything that you've downloaded, so why not give it a chance? audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepods. Use that link and you help us out here at the network. Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash rabbitholepods. For as low as $1 a month, you can hear episodes early, check out bonus contents, and find all kinds of great goodies like access to our Discord or joining us whenever we go live on Twitch. Patreon.com slash rabbitholepods. And a huge shout out to all of our Patreon members. You guys make all of this happen. everyone welcome back to pictures and conversations a rabbit hole podcast book club i am your host lisa Leahy, and i am very excited today to talk about our february book the poppy war by rf Huang. the poppy war is a 2018 dark fantasy that focuses on fang runin who goes by the name of rin she is an orphan of war who lives with a family of opium dealers her foster parents want to sell her into an arranged marriage in order to elevate their own status and, you know, get some more drugs out there. But Rin is appalled by the idea. Determined to make more of her life, she prepares, words are hard, prepares to take the keiju, an entrance exam to the Synagogue Military School. Against the odds, of course, she places first, and upon entering Synagogue, she's the outcast student in every way. The first third of the novel focuses on her trials at school with teachers and students who want nothing to do with her. There is lots of studying, lots of fights, and eventually she finds her way. Of course, that's just about when everything goes to hell, as Nikon is attacked by the Mugen Federation, and all of those students are brought into the new war, which is the beginning of the trilogy that we are talking about today. Kuang wrote The Poppy War while teaching debate in China, and she graduated with a degree in Chinese history from Georgetown University just a few days after its release. Her studies in Chinese military strategy and collective trauma inspired her to write the novel, and she has said, quote, I chose to write a fantasy reinterpretation of China's 20th century because that was the kind of story I wasn't finding on bookcases. 
that last bit coming from Wikipedia and the wonderful people who do better research than me. Uh, but I figured, you know what, let's share some information about that. And we are diving into book one, The Poppy War, as chosen by our illustrious book club member, Heather. How are you today, Heather? I'm fancy. I'm so excited this that we all get to read this one. I'm really excited. I've been, this one's been sitting on my shelf for at least two years and I needed that extra push. So it was worth it. <laughs> the extra push, AKA assigned reading. Yes. AKA I have to get this done by a deadline. Yes. I am very good with <laughs> discipline and deadlines and also cramming at the last minute. Those are some strengths of mine and also weaknesses at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Um, also under deadline and also having submitted this book herself, Morgan is here with us. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a sunshiny day here in Michigan. So I'm it is. It's pretty is sunny it out here now? too. Oh, as I gesture out. at the sunny window behind me. <laughs> I just knocked, I got so excited, y'all. I knocked my camera right off my stuff. <laughs> we all have to get some sunshine. There's I went out earlier right and now. it was it was quite dark and dreary and all yes. kinds of miserable. So the sun, is, the sun is peeking through now. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about this book, honestly. It was an interesting one. I'm glad awesome. I finally read it. Yay. Now the question is, of course, have the two of you begun to venture into book two or will you? Not yet. Maybe. I feel oh. actually surprisingly unclear about whether or not I want to keep oh. reading the other two, which as my everyone... influence is spreading. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I, feel similar. <laughs> yeah, the way that this book ends, which we'll get to in time, I don't understand where we could go from here. Um, <laughs> like I, I feel, which, you know, I think is fine, but yeah, it feels very unclear. There isn't some like big unresolved thing still. The hanger thing, yeah. Um, so I'm not quite sure where books two and three go, and we'll see if I get around to them. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I literally cram this in pretty much one day. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you need a break. I, I have, I'll have to. I don't need a break, but I think I need to let it settle a little bit before mm -hmm. I, I kind of determine that. But Morgan made a really good point. Um, it does feel like there's closure at the end. It's not all tied up in a nice neat bow or anything like that but um if you want actually you know what? I think this is a really good way to end a book if you're going to continue a series give the first That's book fair. an option to walk away if you want to mm -hmm. or but also <laughs> go dangle the carrots for hey these are potential things that you may be interested in eventually unless it wasn't yeah. created in the first place to be um you know a continuation so I don't I don't know I it was it was very it was unlike anything I've ever read before, which is a huge compliment. Mm -hmm. um, so I just don't know if I want to go through more of it. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. And that also is not an insult or a compliment. It is just no. a fact. It's just, yeah, it's an observation for what we experienced here. Yeah. All right. So where, what would you land with this? Like, did you like it? Or how did it come to you? Like, how did we get to this book? I liked it. Um, I wouldn't say I loved it. Uh, but there were definitely parts where I was like, oh, that's new. I didn't know that was going to happen. And, you know, kept trucking along, kept reading. Um, it is dark. Um, it's very, very dark. Uh, and I had just finished reading. Oh, God, what's the second uh, Carissa Brabrandt? Um, Children of Fallen Gods? Yeah, that one. Um, and that is also really, really freaking dark. Um, and so I was like, wow, there's a lot of death happening. 
in my life. <laughs> like it was, it was a little like, Morgan, you might need to read a like more cheerful book from time to time. <laughs> so it was a taste of what it's like in my entertainment zone. Yes. <laughs> um, I am, I, I will admit, and Heather knows that, like I am into a dark fantasy book. Like mm -hmm. that can absolutely be my jam. It was just a little overloady for a moment of like, wow, we just walked up on this village and everyone is dead in brutal, horrific ways. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> like needed a minute to like adjust myself to the yeah. world. Again. And some of the descriptions, I mean, he, she doesn't pull back. No, she no, knows. she's no, letting you know that these people are despicable. Truly. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. I mean, which is everybody interesting. is. Everybody is. There's no like uh, rooting for a good guy in this no. book. Because Rin is not a good guy. No. She's also not a big capital B bad guy, but she's not a good capital G good no. guy. Right. Um, morally gray at best. <laughs> yep. Yeah. More I, of my world. I I'm I'm all for darkness. We all know this at this point. Um, but it was a lot. And there was I felt like, uh, and this is, again, too, this isn't a, a necessarily a negative thing. It's just kind of absorbing it now. But there was so much strange emotional whiplash throughout, too. Like, you go through these stages at first where I'm like, okay, I am familiar with how this is starting off. We are starting off in poverty. We're starting off with all of these drug dealers and this horrible life, and she has to survive. I, I know this story. Okay, I'm I'm here. I get it. it. And then we go to a war college, and she's got, overcome all these things. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I also know war colleges, and we're at school, and we're going to learn stuff. And I'm, like, thinking I'm on pace with, you know, typical things. And then I'm like, oh, this is, this is effed up. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and 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 then we meet jang which is probably my favorite character so i'm like oh so we've got yeah. basically yoda meets um some other grumpy curmudgeon mentor yeah um drunken really master stoned. drunken master meets yoda yes, yes. 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 he was very I, stoned oh my god that was absolutely <laughs> the fucking highlight for me but you have hi like ah, <laughs> well i see what done. you did there well done uh, but yeah, so I was, I was, I was feeling like, okay, so maybe this is going to take a more upper view feel from here on out. And, and then there was some weird like YA stuff that I felt going on at that point too. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of, I was enjoying it, but it was also like kind of strange. And then obviously things just kind of flipped upside down and it was completely bizarro after that. But I liked that the, I liked that there was no good guys. Yeah. I liked that there was no bad guys or there were, there was bad guys. There were so many bad guys, but I mean, the realism of all of that too and perspective and which side you're standing on and who you are as an individual, who you are as a collective yeah. uh, and the way that history gets distorted and all of these bigger concepts and themes, those were the things that I think really anchored me to the story, which mm -hmm. is necessary because the characters are really, really hard to attach to, even though they're fascinating. I would agree yeah. with that. I agree. I, I definitely, I, I sit in with that. I mean, I am not a fantasy reader generally. Um, I can't really say why. I think I, one of the things that I always kind of get tired of, um, and probably one of the main reasons I'm not a big fantasy reader is because I don't like the political stuff. Um, oh, you know, I go, I go to the Hunger Games as a really clear example of my tastes. I love the first novel. I love the first half of the second novel. And then I just finished out of obligation. 
Oh, um, me too. Me too. Because, right there with yeah. you on those, actually. Because I loved the arenas. I yeah. loved all of the traps and all of the death and the fa- I found that fascinating, which is what the first book and a half is. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's politicism. Yes, there's elements with the um, the status and the sociology of everything, which is great. Absolutely fine. Um, but then when you get into, you know, district one and trying to overthrow and the, and then I start getting bored, um, <laughs> which means for this book, I was totally on board for the first third, which is why I was able to plow through the first half of this a lot faster than I anticipated. In fact, I was, um, I went into this book with the mentality that I tell my students who have, you know, assigned reading. I say, here's what you do. You just do 10 pages a day and then you stop, you know, and like, Hey, Maybe 10 pages is in the middle of a chapter. So you flip a few pages and it turns out the chapter ends on page 13. So now you've read a little bit more, but at least you're not in the middle of a chapter. And then the next day you pick up again, read 10 more pages. Mm-hmm. And so I figured I'm gonna read 10 pages a day, this thing, and then I'll be fine. And the first day I sat down and I read like more than 150 pages in one sitting. And I went, <laughs> okay, I'm good with this. This is, more, this is surprising. So I'm happy about this. Um, but then, so like the first third is like Rin's situation um at the foster parents and then getting into school and then all of the dark school stuff i like that dark academia stuff i like when that sort of thing is going on i also like when there are elements of magic and things beyond our world that you don't understand i liked very much that rin was kind of finding that world and everybody else no longer believes it exists so that was right up my alley that was um, a fun but, twist. Yeah, that I, that's more my spin. Like I'll read that kind of thing. So that's sort of what kept me going. Um, and then once you know things hit the fan and wars begin, then I start having a little bit more trouble. And I'm like, okay, I'll read a little bit here and I'll read a little bit there and get through. And then again, you get to a point where you get toward the the last third, where the the other world becomes much more focused upon and much more important and some reveals about this other world and its existence. And that's what carried me through Mm. um, getting through the war stuff at the end. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. No problem. Not moving to the next book. (laughs) (laughs) But that's me. And that's that's not everything. I know. (laughs) Um, my husband was asking me last night, like how I was doing with it. I said, Oh, that's good. I said, you know, I've got a certain about left. And I said, I will have no problem stopping. And he's laughing at me. Um, cause that's me, you know, like I, I read the book, the book is good. I have no desire to have more of the story. I don't like when stories get, I see it as being dragged out, but these big, long epic things, I just, I don't have the the patience for it. Give me a very well-written single story and I'm good. Well, and here's the thing, and I think it's, and I think this book is a good example of it. And I, I'm going to, you know, actually use this in the future myself as a writer Ah. is, is that it does stop. Mm -hmm. It does stop at the end and it does leave that open. If you've, if you've latched on and you're here and you're here for it and you want more of it, we've got more coming for you. Um, But it closed it. I am fine with epic tales when they are started and intended to continue to be this way. And you can see that the author had the idea from start to finish. Here is where I begin. And I don't know how I'm going to get there, but they know the ending. (laughs) You can feel that. I will meander Um, my way there. Yes. uh, Sarah J. Moss is a perfect example of someone who does it really well. Um, There's another author that writes Jennifer. 
Armantrout, mm-hmm. who does not do that so well, where I feel like yeah. she kind of pants a bit more and she doesn't see the ending. I have and no then... idea where that series is fucking going. No, <laughs> no. And it's it's one of those where I'm like, I'm here for it. I like mm-hmm. it. And now I'm like, but I don't, I'm not. Like, I'm kind yeah, of ready. Cool. I've committed. Yeah, I'm kind of like ready to 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 jump off the boat on it. I'm looking I'm looking at the cover from, of these books and going yeah, from Blood and Ash is the series that we're talking yeah, about. There's there's really great I, things about oh, it. Oh, Blood um, and Ash, you mean not Blood Ties. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, blood and yeah, Ash. the 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 lore of it all is is very convoluted. Uh so but I don't feel that in the Poppy War. I thought they did she did a fantastic job of of world building and and not doing it in 800 pages. Um I have a really hard time when you start giving me history lessons. That's one of the times yes. I check out. So when they're yes. sitting there going, and, and especially when we go into Eastern mythos and lore, there is so much of it, which I'm actually really interested in, but I can't mm-hmm. retain it. Right. Um. So when you're giving me 12 warlords and you're telling me all the details about each of them, even if you're doing it in an interesting way, my brain starts to go. Same. And I'm like, I, I got to go back to that page again. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, after I've tried to reread it twice, I continue on and go, yeah. hopefully I didn't miss something important. Which yeah. I, that's when I start skimming too. Sometimes I, I genuinely yeah. feel like it is an author's job to, to like really, truly, if it's going to be important, bring it back. Yes. Yes. So if I have skimmed it and I've retained even an ounce of it, if it's that important, you will bring it back and you will teach me again in a way that's mm-hmm. actually going to stick. Uh, so like, yeah, I don't think I kept track of the warlords and I'm like, oh, there were 12. No. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, and then the hexagons and all of that stuff. I'm like, okay, this is super cool. And I know that you probably like put a ton of research and detail and thought into this, but I don't nothing. care. Yeah. I don't need all of it. You've overcomplicated it all for my little brain. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I read the things I did the things and I went, okay, I actually think she handled some of that history stuff very well Yeah, because there are some books that I've read where it goes on and on and on like yeah. John Irving bless that man but good grief he is a New England Yankee like this man is going to tell you every last story about every last <laughs> tree and every last family's family that was near that tree and good gracious it's boring but um, you know, Westerners do that's that too. The thing, but yeah. some but some writers do it well but yes. it's but those are the masters and they are the exceptions I feel like like yes. Tolkien can talk about trees for three pages you can't yeah. buddy you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's gonna try. Um, you can, I mean, yeah, you can so try. I thought, yeah. <laughs> I thought Kwong did a good job of finding that balance and at least putting it in places where it was in the context of like they were learning it, and so were we. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't too much of a torture. There was one section toward the end where she plunked in like an article that was meant yeah. to inform us. And I was kind of like, oh no, not another one. I don't want to do okay. any more of this. <laughs> so I saw it. I saw that it was an article. I went, I don't want to read this. This feels like an assignment. Yes, <laughs> like homework. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you just make it into the story? Darn it. Yeah. I will <laughs> admit there were a it was, couple it was of, fine. <laughs> there were a couple of pieces towards the end, like you were saying, Lisa, about like we're getting into the other world yeah. that's like beyond the world. And there were just a couple of things that it was the Sealies, right? That's the... yes, uh, Spearly. Spearlies. Spearlies. Thank you. Um, and I was like, I don't care. have enough to care about this. <laughs> like, like I wanted to care more about their plight. Like at the beginning, when I first found out that yes. like they were a, a total race that was like wiped off the map and blah, 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 blah. And like, I was like, damn, that 
is awful. And also like I was, I was invested in it. And then we find out that she's a spearly maybe question mark. Like that was your question question mark. It still feels like a question mark. Oh no, I think it's a yes. I I think think it's it's a a yes yes because she takes the Phoenix or whatever, but, um, or she becomes the Phoenix. There was she's magic the avatar things. for the phoenix she is yes, the carrier yes. portal for the phoenix there's yeah, so many she, different ways of putting this yeah there she becomes she's like becomes the channel for the god the phoenix god to exist on earth i think yes yeah maybe the best yeah, yeah. which is why they they take over and they st- i love the idea that they started to lose themselves to the god and the god eventually takes over their bodies and that's why yes. they have to be entombed that was Oh, talk about a, that! Yes, talk about so, a dark twist. The yeah, only the price way, for your power. The yeah. only way is to be encased in stone forever, but you don't die, and you never go to sleep. You're just always yep. awake. And oh my god, yeah, like, that was tor- that was absolutely torturous. And I was like, why would you ever? My mortal brain was like, no, right. <laughs> no, I would, I would rather just be boring and live. Thank you. Live normally, please. Yeah. Blink of an eye. Yeah. So, all right. Well, why don't we why don't we dive into some details here instead of just kind of we're doing our little overview thing. So let's let's dig into, you know, like what is it like for Rin? What do you think about her when she shows up at Synagard and the various, you know, friends and people who pick on her and all that other crap is all is always. Um, you know, it's basically every last stock character there is. There's all of the rejects and there's all of the the nerdy ones and there are the district ones and the district twelves and you know, that kind of thing. Um what stood out to you? What were your thoughts? I I loved her mouth. I immediately yes. Okay, I can't I can't even like turn away from it anymore. I'm like, I don't think I'm even going to get remotely tired. I think I'm getting more and more feral about women who do not verbally take shit from anybody. Yes. Yeah. And don't give a fuck about the consequences. And she's a kid. Like she's got nothing yeah. to lose. Literally exactly. nothing. Exactly. And and these were not just too like she hadn't really like thought these things out. It was reactive. It was okay, you're screwing with me. I am done with this anger which i mean mm-hmm. plays into to where she goes later which also right. important right. but but initially i was just like yeah i'm team rin yeah and she might have been a stock character at first but that that endeared me to her a little bit more that she did mm-hmm. keep walking around even and even though i was getting frustrated with the consequences because as we know this is exactly what would happen in this scenario right right so so i was there for it and then I felt a little weird for a while because I'm going, oh God, they're going to so make her like Alton and there's going to be this unnecessary romance that I didn't feel like I wanted in this story at mm-hmm. all. Agreed. No, I didn't. I actually didn't need that. And no, that will be surprising out of my mouth. I didn't need that at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I felt, I felt exactly the same. I was like, please do not force this into a romance story. I don't feel like that's, that's what this, this book is about. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I was glad for there it. There were edges where I kept thinking it was going to dip. Like yes. there were, there was definitely the possibility of a triangle. There was definitely the possibility of, all right, we might go here. We might go there. And there were a lot of times, even as the book kept going, even toward the end where it was like, oh, finally, here's where she's going to do it. Oh, she didn't. Okay. Good for you. Kwong. You know, mm-hmm. like it was, yes. You see where many, 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 many other authors would have done it. Yeah. It's you easy to, it yes. and it would have been easy to hear mm-hmm. what I was completely dumbfounded by and also i still don't even know how i feel about was when she took the potion to render her reproductive system oh yeah that what was, a, was that 
that was like so big. It was I'm like liquid like, hysterectomy. Like, yeah, pretty much. And then he was, and then he was just like, I wish, first of all, I, I wish like, more women I mean, would do it. Yeah. And I'm what? like, okay, listen, I've, I've had really profoundly horrible periods and cramps and stuff my entire life. And I'm not saying that, I mean, there are women who have things like endometriosis that it's completely different too. Oh, we all have different issues, but I'm like, you can still go to class with your period. That's yeah, what I was wondering. I'm like, all right, so wait, this is going to be a great warrior who can't handle the cramps in her very first period. Like, should we right. at least give this a few months of checking it out before no. we make this giant decision? Yeah. No. Absolutely and I not. Were... We let 15 year olds or however old she okay. is just make that call for the rest of her life. So, so that, so that ended up being like this big thing. And I, like I said, at the same time, I was kind of like, oh, I love the empowerment of her being able to do that and make right. that totally. choice mm-hmm. and being who she is, but she's also 15. Yeah. And this well, is a 15, screwed up situation. And, and like, there's just never had a conversation with an older woman about she didn't even know what to like, do with her period. Yeah. She didn't, right. Like, I mean, I, I appreciated that. Like that was very true to her character, right? Like oh, yeah. she was raised by these awful, horrible, horrendous humans who very clearly never taught her a damn thing about her no. body, did not teach her that the the ways of the world other than she's getting married yes she will have to sleep with him yes she will have his babies but she'll be like safe ish right. but essay it all the time i don't know um but like never once at the college there are other women in her dorm for lack yeah. of a better word hut um and none of them were like hey this is how i deal with it yep they were like yeah you could do that yeah that's <laughs> It it did come up later too. There was one point where she was with um, her new group. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, well, don't you plan on like having babies? And she was like, no. And I was like, we do not need the regret. No, no. Don't do the regret thing. And they didn't. So I was glad. I was like, okay, she made her choice. She knew her choice. She's done. Mm -hmm. I was happy to see that because there were definite places like we were talking about with this little love possibilities um where this could have gone into the this is the what the girl should do thing yeah um and i liked that it was addressed and put away it was like yes nope, yes not what that we're was exactly it. and this was done. definitely this was definitely one of the times where i thought this was leading into number one it was a foreshadowing of her and alton having a relationship because of the last spear lease mm-hmm. so of course exactly. she's want to reproduce and start start again which yes. is essentially what they followed up with later on also the regret of like you pointed out, Lisa, the regret of, you know, dooming her womb. Yeah. Uh, and, and yes, that was, that was great. It was, no, this is not my job. This is not my vocation to make babies and do yeah. this. I'm a warrior. Not and what I'm going to set the world in. on fire, mm-hmm. uh, which whether you root for that or not is subjective, but. Right. Cause she meant literally set the world yes. on fire. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. yes, yes, yes. So, so yeah. So that part I was, it was probably, I mean, that was, emotionally I'm as a woman I'm going oh this is so much but as a character and a part of the story I was really 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 happy about the way that was all played out yeah Yeah. I mean as someone who does not have kids and you know is not I don't have that thing you know like there's there's a thing where you know somebody has a baby and they bring them to work or whatever it is and everybody wants their turn everybody wants to hold them I do not have that um, you know, I was out to dinner That's last okay. night and there was, and I agree with you. That is okay. Mm-hmm. There, there were two babies in the restaurant and like two women at the table were like, mm, do you think they'd mind if I just went over and held their baby? And I'm like, I have no interest in any of that. Oh, that's creepy. Don't <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, that's creepy. Don't do that. That's weird. It's like, <laughs> no. I always want, they talk I, about like, oh, my ovaries hurt. And I'm like, yeah, mine are fine. 
Um, I also think, as especially as another child-free-by-choice uh, human in the group here, um, that your ability to tolerate high school kids is because <laughs> you don't want kids. Probably. Yes. <laughs> I think it's what makes you an excellent teacher. Not wanting them for yourself is a big piece I of I get like, to go home to a quiet house. Yes, um, I actually get to go home and like have my own space, and my own boundaries. Yeah. I mean, you know my what, comment all the time is like, you know, people say, oh, will you be able to do this? Or how do you balance that? And I go, well, I have cats, not kids. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, they're very independent and they do what they do. But <laughs> it's it was nice to see that here. I don't mind. I don't feel, you know, like people have the thing. And I know that this is my, you know, this is my big disappointment in life. This is the big thing that I didn't follow through on for my parents. And they were very mm. disappointed in that. And it is what it is. I can't, I can't have kids because- my parents wanted me to. Um, oh, that's not why you, you do it. But thank you for thank, not doing that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, that's just it. I'm like, that's not that's not how this is going to work. So I know that that was my big disappointment in my parents' eyes. But, um, you know, in my head, it was always someday, someday, someday. And then I realized it was actually, yeah, no, I'm pushing this off because I don't actually want it. Um, and I found it interesting that she was like, yeah, that's not what I'm here for. I meant to be a warrior. I meant to do these things. And this is what I'm going to do. So I'm even going to take the accidental possibility of it off the equation. Um, totally off the table. And I like that later on when people were like, yeah, but aren't you going to regret it? And she was like, I don't. Let's move on. Now, yes. And it's a and relief. I thought that was good because that's always the thing. They Listen said, too. you're going to regret it. One of these days, you're going to change your mind. No, some of us don't. No, no. And it's far worse to regret having children yeah. than sure. not having them. Not sure. that I, not that I'm one of those people. I, I did not get that impression at all. No, no, no. <laughs> we know no, how I feel is, about my dragons. I'm also, <laughs> I'm also a person who has kids yes. and I, I think most people that have kids probably shouldn't. I don't see someone's baby <laughs> and want to fucking hold either, it. Though, by the way. No, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't want to hold other people's babies when they hand me their kids. I'm like, I don't, yes. I don't, I don't want to do, I know how to do mine. They're mine. If I break them, they're That's, fine. Yes. I don't <laughs> find like that. Yours. She's Take like, it it's back. different when it's your own. You don't hate your own. And I was like, yes, yeah, you I do. don't want that either. Yes, you do. You, you hate your either. own sometimes. They're liars. They're fakers. Okay. Is what some of them are. It's okay <laughs> to want to throw your kid out the window every once in a while. You just don't oh, do it. Just don't it. actually do it. <laughs> yeah. Have the thoughts. Let it go. Yeah, upon that. But I, I don't, I don't like. I hate, I hate the the idea that that there's always this pressure to do it. I hate that there's always a story. My my least favorite tropes in fantasy stories with women are when they eventually get married or have kids or get pregnant. Those kinds of things. Like that's part of the ultimate end of the relationship, the marriage and the kids. When I'm writing, you're not going to see my characters get married. I'm not going to make them get married. I don't want them to get married most of the time. Maybe there'll be some other way that they pledge themselves some to of each it, other. But yeah, it's not because but they I, should. Right. No, no. Marriage, in fact, my last one, I, there's two characters and I'm like, they're both like, no, we're not doing that. That's fucking stupid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't quote. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty damn close. It is, it is right. It's pretty close. Uh, but there's there's that. And then the same thing with the kids. Like, why are we even talking about this? Why does yeah. this have to be a conversation? This is a down road conversation. Yes, maybe we'll we'll do this later, but why do we have to do this now? Why why is this necessary to talk about at this this point? We get married so we just drop babies? I hate that idea. I hate that concept. I think I think it needs to go away. So yeah, pregnancy we, tropes are really hard for me too, just cuz they tend to feel they're hard to do with nuance and they're hard to not do in kind of a gross way. Yeah. Um, like even in um 
small, small spoiler for A Court of Silver Flames, but the pregnancy trope there, I won't yes. say who, I won't say what. Yeah, Not no. my favorite, honestly, because it ends no. up being kind of weirdly pro-life and like, ooh, mm-hmm. get out of here with that. Sure. Um, but And we have immortals. Why couldn't they wait longer to have their <laughs> fucking kid? Exactly. They're immortals. That's what it is. A hundred years. Why the rush? Yeah, it starts to not feel so rare when all of your... <laughs> When all of your main characters do the it. thing that you've been telling us the entire book is super rare. Yep. It's not rare when five people in a row have done it. No. <laughs> so, no. It's a little less of a uh, nuance to that. Exactly. Um, but I I will appreciate in um, Poppy War, which I'll bring us back to Poppy War. Um, oh, yeah, that's uh, why we're here. Yeah, that's why we're here. Um, I think it would have felt weird if she had left it out. Right, like our main character is female. There are some things that she has to deal with. We have to have some sort of answer to that. Yeah. Um. I. It could have been a lot of things. It ended up being this. Um. She certainly was under enough physical stress that like it would have been normal for period had never shown up. That's true um, too. But like we needed to acknowledge it in some way, shape, or form. Um. And I appreciated. I, I won't say it was the perfect way to do it, but it was a good way to do it. Yeah. So what else stood out to you about her, her time at school? What should we talk about there? Oh gosh. Uh, how fucking stupid the teachers are. Except for oh Jane. My God. Yes. All of them. Jane was so uh, Literally all of them. Like there were, <laughs> there were teachers where it's like, you're supposed to want to be my favorite student because yes. I choose you as my apprentice or whatever. And I'm like, that's not education. <laughs> that's bribery. <laughs> That's just bribery. Like that what? was worship me. Yeah, that yes. was like favoritism. Like Absolutely. what? I hated that. I will admit, I hated that part. I think we were supposed to, though. I think mm-hmm. it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be that way. I feel like a lot of the stuff that I didn't like, I wasn't supposed to. The stuff that got under my skin, I felt like it was very intentional. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I, I thought the whole entire time at the school was supposed to feel uncomfortable. Perks. And icky, yeah. yeah, icky in general. Um, and yet it was it was kind of the most enjoyable part of the book. So it's strange. I agree. Yeah. 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 I think it's because she was she was really becoming herself then. It was mm. the it was the first time she had been free. Like I loved the part where she realized, oh, I did just come here and show up and I thought that that was enough. I thought and that was remembered. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is great. This is great that she realizes I still have to keep working. I can't stop doing the work now yeah. that I'm here. Um, and yes, I still am the underdog. Yes, I don't have opportunities if this doesn't work out for me. So I have to I have to do all of this. When she chose Jang as her her master and as the apprentice, I was like, this is going to be awesome. I just, I imagine him just constantly <laughs> walking around making the farting noises. I yes. looked at Mike like three times. <laughs> And I'm like, it's drunken master. I don't understand. This is so great. And he goes, what is going on? I'm like, all I'm picturing is this, this master twiddling his beard going. Yes. <laughs> and then just pranking little asshole it. kids that are overprivileged and stuff. I'm like, I, I am loving this. This feels good to me. There's a lot of awful things that are happening. So I really need this. Yes. And, and then we did, we did for, for after, but it went over several years too. Yes. And. And sometimes time jumps like that work and sometimes they don't. And I felt like it was very natural here. Mm -hmm. So that also worked for me. Mm -hmm. So by the time she left, because there was actual war, I, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I felt like we did the time. Yeah. Yeah, There was enough foundation there, I think. But I think also like 
for considering it's a series, like you could have drawn school out. Yeah. School could have been the thing. And then the beginning of war is the end of book one leading into book two. Again, we'll see if I get curious enough to read book two and three, but I think that's, (laughs) that would have been really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I am curious if it's okay if we start getting into spoiler territory. Yeah, um, I had a quick. I just had a quick question before we get there. If you want, um, go for it. A very stupid surface <laughs> level kind of thing. Um, if you were at this school, did you have a track that you would have preferred to play? War strategy, 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 war strategy. Yeah. There we go. That would be me. Uh, yep. None of them. None of them stuck out. <laughs> no, that's fair. I don't know. Go home and survive. <laughs> Yeah, Morgan's not taking the test at all. I would have been a war. I would have had to have been a warrior, so I would have been able to kick ass, and I would have got to use my brain. I would have been able to do both, and I love strategy stuff. So later in the story, too, when they start getting into all the war strategy stuff, I was like, "Game on, bitches! This is my jam." I probably lost you guys, and I literally said to Mike, "I'm like, I think I might." The the book probably lost Morgan here. (laughs) (laughs) It did. It did. Uh, just because like yeah if I if I like genuinely need in real life right now had to choose like yeah no just like go home <laughs> I would not do Tour it is canceled we can all go home now yeah. so. <laughs> if you've ever watched any of Stacey McEwen's uh TikTok content which is so <laughs> funny she's just a goofy goofy she's a fantasy writer in her own right but she has the most hilarious content about like trying to make her husband into a fictional uh char- man character oh and like God. trying to get him to do chivalrous things and it's <laughs> yes. so fucking funny um but she does a whole shtick about like if i were at an actual like one of these war colleges and it's oh, like i love it what is like you want me to climb that mountain do i have to <laughs> <laughs> and like that's me i feel very seen by that content yes. if yes. i really truly had to pick one i might actually lean on the war strategies part just from like a psychological brain aspect of like getting into like fucking with other people's brains i could i could do that i could use yeah. my powers for for bad sometimes if i needed to and it's funny because i have no interest in doing any of the physicality so like give me the lore yeah give me, give me the i'll fuck and with my brain you, and i'll do the and you can do hallucinogenics so i'll do the that's true sure Listen, let's be honest i'll do all of it at the same time if you'll let me that's yeah. true i just sure, yeah. for sure cannot do the healer stuff because i'm too squeamish no. i could i can no. hand you a band-aid and be like wow that looks painful here's some you go. Here, would you like some ice yeah i'll give you some more ice i can um, put it in a bag for you yeah no because i wouldn't be able to deal with like everybody's sounds of suffering that would just get to me after yeah. a while so yeah, lock me in the library Give me some drugs. I'll sit there and space out for a while. And I guess that'll be what I do. So, all right. Anyway, so Morgan wanted to delve into some spoilers. Let's do some spoilers. Do you think that the other professors actually knew about Zhang? No. Really? I don't. Okay. You think they genuinely did not know? And that's why they kept asking, like trying to get him to leave. I think someone had to have known. I feel like someone kept keeping him. That he would, yeah, gatekeeper, right? Yeah, like, so he's the gatekeeper. I, the gatekeeper of like all of these, you know, all of the this mythological, the empress, the gatekeeper, and whoever the hell the third one was. I, I know what remember. you were thinking of with um, the gatekeeper. Oh, no. though, when you hear that every single time, Lisa. Of course I was. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I am the Zool. <laughs> I am the keymaster. Um, yes, the keymaster and the gatekeeper. Um, yes, but no, it's, I, I liked this idea of that. I don't think they knew because I mm. don't, you know what? 
my gut initially went to they would not have been as disrespectful but then on the other side of the coin they didn't believe any of that shit was true was real yeah so i that's let's put it this way they would not have been respectful as a result but Mm -hmm. then that just furthers my my assertion that they didn't know know. but Um, how but how did they too like the part that confused me and i i felt like okay i understand they have these assassins the psych was that is that how we said it? Yeah, I sure. Yes, the psych. C I K E. We That's were like, yeah, psych. psych, psych, the psych. It kind of felt like psych, a psych. 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 Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so them, they all have these abilities and these connections to the gods. They're all conduits. So we know that they exist. These higher ups have to know. So why, why is there confusion about this connection to this world, even if it's it's limited to like, you know, the people who are need to are, know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like more people should be aware of this than mm-hmm. were. And maybe I, that's just... I feel like they're trying to, like, get rid of them. Like, they don't want anything to do with them. That's why that's the reject group. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of I kind of chuckle to myself in that even as adults, there's a reject group. It's like, okay, so she's not going to shy away from the fact that high school never ends. Never um, ends. It doesn't matter what you do. There's always going to be a reject that's true. Group. Um, and they're obviously the coolest people ever. Um, usually, usually. I mean, I was like, just saying, but you can't sit with them. No, <laughs> there's always that element of, you know, who are these people? But yeah, I feel like part of them and the teachers are just kind of trying to teach the kids that they don't actually exist, that they are this sort of mythical thing that might have once existed, but that wasn't real. Those were just in stories. And then even Rin is like, oh, wait, you guys are real? Like, this is an actual thing? And so I think the real version of the psych is they are the Empress's assassins. So they're like the dark ninja kind of thing. Um, As far as when she gets in with them and realizes that they all actually have these kinds of mythical powers, um, I think that's the element that people deny. Yeah. Better lack of better phrasing. Yeah, I just found it interesting because Zhang is supposed to, right, the gatekeeper is like one of the most powerful gods, blah, 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 like this whole intensity. And I'm like, they they knew enough that he was like either talented enough to keep around as a teacher, but they genuinely don't believe that his subject exists. Yeah. But someone knows, so I'm assuming it must be the Empress, but they're also, I think, had to have been someone at the school high enough up that genuinely knew it was real because- yeah. uh, Why the, keep them? Well, right. And, well, because somebody knows someone. Always. I mean, that's how, that's how everything goes. So it's like, there's always somebody still hanging around that you go, why are they here? And how haven't they gotten rid of this person yet? Maybe somebody knows someone. <laughs> right. Well, and he's like jumping around in the trees, spitting on other teachers <laughs> while they're lecturing. And I'm like, yes. I would absolutely ask to have you fired every <laughs> single day. Yes. <laughs> I, I would have definitely hung out with him. <laughs> I mean, clearly this is the fun one. Oh. <laughs> I would have been drawn to him immediately and I've been like this is my master I don't care what he's teaching I will become as yes. adept at it as I possibly can yes stick me with the weirdo Teach this me is where I belong <laughs> yes 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 and yeah. also I guess now that I'm thinking about it again they they had to know enough like they're very obviously 
was poppy being grown and yes. other psychedelics being grown in their garden at the school like you walk in and everyone could smell it and knew what it was but poppy is supposed to be the most highly illegal substance in yeah. all of the land right and basically the entire first year class walks in and is like duped sort of into like being around the poppy but like someone a light bulb someone knows enough to like keep let that keep letting that grow it's his job to keep Alton in check. Oh, probably. That's right. Probably. That's right. Because we find out later that like Alton, who is sort of like this massive fighter something or other. Yeah, like I can't, I, I went back and forth. I'm like how tall he is, how big he is. Like, yeah, what is me it too. There were times like? where he felt bigger than he was. Yes. I think that Which, was the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and he's sort of like this legend in these pit battles that they have like after hours. It was weird, these like fight club <laughs> moments. But um, this idea of this guy who was like this ultimate, literally like ultimate warrior, you know, grabbing onto the hits <laughs> of the WWF. But um, it's just like being groomed as this, he's going to be our battle secret weapon kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and he's, no one can beat him. He's undefeated. He's got these red eyes. He's got this flame, all these things. Like he's the last spear, uh, spearly and all of these different things that are out there. And so when we get through and now, you know, Rin has joined the psych and it turns out that Alton is actually commander of the psych because their commander had to be retired or died. Because the empress to, killed he him. He died. The empress that's killed was, him. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And she did it. And she did it so Alton could take command because that's what right. she wanted. Mm -hmm. Right. That was a fucked up moment. And that, there were so is. many fucked up moments though. Yeah. But with him, I mean, and I felt it with, with Rin the most in her perspective with him too, is I had so much trouble with him as a character because I'm like, can we please put this guy down? Yes. Listen, I know yeah. that he is a product <laughs> of his environment. Yeah. He is definitely, definitely a victim here yes. there's no question about it but victims don't get to go run around killing everybody right because mm -hmm. they've had it bad either at some mm -hmm. point he needs to be stopped yes mm -hmm. i tell my husband this sometimes i'm like honey you need to be stopped <laughs> <laughs> and, and and i'll be happy to be the one to do it but it. this man needed to be stopped yeah, and in yeah. whichever way that they were going to end him he needed to be and and at the end I still, I mean, I do, I find, I found empathy for him by the end. I really mm -hmm. did. But I also still thought he needs to die. Right. Yeah. In fact, so does Rin. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. I was not rooting for the main character by the end. No, I yeah. wasn't rooting for anybody. In fact, I was never rooting for the whole entire country. I'm like, this is a shitty country. Why doesn't yeah. the, go ahead, let the Federation destroy them. They're destroying themselves anyway. They can't right. get their shit together. They treat their citizens like crap. They are overrun by a drug world and they have no control over the gods. They have no respect for information whatsoever. I hated, I hated their world. Mm -hmm. Only after the Federation came in and started mutilating mm -hmm. people Carnage. and children. Yes. Carnage yes. on parade. Yes, and then like the the rape scene with the the rape recall of yes. of that, like all of these horrible things, which were I'm just going, oh, they're also awful. Well, I just want them all to die. I think everyone's just bad. Mean, yeah, let's just let's let's set this whole entire world on fire and start over again. That is that is how I emotionally felt yeah. by the yeah. end. Well, fire I found that cleansing. really interesting. Those 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 points in the book where um, they kind of would talk about like what is it they could do so like there's a page i marked that said because all the psych knew how to do was destroy 
for all their powers, for all their gods, they couldn't protect their people. They couldn't reverse time. They mm. couldn't bring back the dead, right? But then I go to another section um, where later on when Rin is speaking to the Phoenix, like when she gets to the temple and she's talking to the Phoenix and like through this entire book, everybody, it is written. Here is what destiny is. Here is how this works. Here is how that works. Like it is what the gods expect of us. It is what we need to do. Alton is working for the gods and, you know, the Empress is working for the gods and June is working for everybody's working for, this is what the gods want. And the Phoenix says the gods do not want anything. I love yeah. that. The gods that was- merely exist. We cannot help what we are. We are pure essence, pure element. You humans inflict everything on yourselves and then blame us afterwards. Every calamity has been man-made. We do not force you to do anything. We have only ever helped. And she says, this is my destiny. I have to do this. It is written. And the Phoenix says, nothing is written. You humans always think you're destined for things. I love that. Destined Mm -hmm. for things. (laughs) For tragedy or for greatness. Destiny is a myth. Destiny is the only myth. The gods choose nothing. You chose. You chose to take the exam. You chose to come to synagogue, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's this idea of like, she, even after the Phoenix says this, she she still still is like, yeah, but here's what I'm going to do. And she said, like, yeah, but. I'm destined to do it. It's constantly, yeah, but. Like, the Phoenix says, many, mm-hmm. many will die. And in her brain, she goes, yeah, but many will live. No, because right. you're going to kill them all. Right, And probably but- you're going to kill literally all of them. There's yeah, like a that's- nuclear smoke bomb. This is, what? this is why we shouldn't use 19-year-olds as, as soldiers mean, in charge of, of yeah, uh, the army. Yes. Their brains are not fully developed yet. And, and they're all still raging. You know, like it's a lot <laughs> yes. of raging. Yeah. And she, and there's, and, and who doesn't, and it's like Alton, who doesn't empathize with Rin's hatred, with her anger, with her desire for vengeance and all totally. of those things. I totally do. I absolutely get it, which is also why this whole bit by the Phoenix telling her all this was so good. I love that there's not really an explanation. There's no real right answer here. It's very real and it's unsatisfying. And at the same time, it's satisfying because it's unsatisfying, at least to me. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. I think there is a moment of like, uh, there are just like a lot of moral qualms that are being asked. And you never get a satisfying answer to them because there isn't one. The trolley problem does not have a satisfying answer. Someone mm-hmm. dies. Yes. Um, and you are like, you are not more right because you only chose one person to die rather than everyone else. Right. It's just, it's so interesting to me. And it's possible that I just know the Western kind of depictions of Phoenix, but with sure. the, the Chinese Phoenix mythology, like obviously this fire, obviously this rage, obviously, you know, some destruction and like a dark kind of beauty, mm-hmm. but, and like very focused on like this God of vengeance and focusing on your anger and harnessing that anger to drive all of the power. But isn't the Phoenix also known for like resurgence and rebirth? Yes. Birth. Mm-hmm. Yes. So where does that come in? Because there's none of that. Maybe that's books two and three. That's, and I feel like maybe. that's it. You burn the world to ash and then yeah. it's reborn. And then yeah. it's reborn. Yeah. So the, that would so, be my only, because fire is supposed to be cleansing, right? We right. do controlled burns even here. Like right. fire is cleansing. So I would be curious. And I think you're onto something there that like maybe books two and three were about the rebirth of the world mm-hmm. from the ash. 
Yeah. I mean, she does, the book does end like literally this is the last couple of lines of this thing um, where she's, she's now taking command. It turns out that Alton um, has named her as like the next one, but she says at the end that Zhang was wrong. Like her master, the gatekeeper was wrong. Okay. Take a step back. He was the only one that was right, but all right. He was the I mean, not to mention this woman whom she's haunted by turns out to be her own mother mm-hmm. or it's suggested. And she's saying ancestor, I think you is should what not I do this. You should not do this. You should not do. So this woman is, this girl is stepping up to fuck up left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, um, it says they were bound by the blood they had spilled. They were bound by their suffering. They were bound by what had happened to them. And then it says, no, this had not happened to her. We do not force you to do anything the Phoenix had whispered and it had spoken the truth. Um, it could not have compelled Rin because she was she had agreed wholeheartedly to the bargain. Zhang was wrong. They, uh, she was not dabbling in forces she could not control for the gods were not dangerous. The gods had no power at all except what she gave them. Hi, that's the entire foundation of the Odyssey. <laughs> Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. So true. The entirety of the Odyssey. 100%. Is that the, the, the human goes, gods, who needs gods? I am human. I have strategy out my ears. And the gods go, oh, yeah. Here's what's going to happen <laughs> to you for the next 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. She was no victim of destiny. She was the last Spearly commander of the psych and a shaman who called the gods to do her bidding. And she would call the gods to do such terrible things. Like, okay, sweetie, like you need to take a <laughs> pill. Maybe, maybe some of those periods haven't gone away. This is like raging PMS here. This is exactly what everybody thinks about when they think of women in charge. Like, come on. That's true. Like, it's, it's, and I, I expect, cause I'm not going to read them, but no. I expect that's what two and three, three are probably going to go to. Like two will be the pinnacle of, oh shit, what have I done? Mm-hmm. And, and three book three will be it. her somehow reckoning. To yeah. It. And that's that's what it has to be to me because I'm like, oh, we've just turned her into the master villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? she's like we've, gonna go out and burn the world. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, Literally. she's gonna Daenerys Targaryen, which I mean, yes. that took that took a lot longer to get there. And there was, but I mean, there there that's another thing too. There it wasn't like that. This just came upon us. It was mm-hmm. foreshadowed from the start. It was shown every step of the way that she was leaning every time I went, no, that's not the way. That's not the way. Don't go that way. And she would keep going that way. Which also, which also that's kind of like being a parent sometimes like, Oh, you shouldn't turn in that direction. There's bad things there. And the child goes, I want to go in that direction. So you you do. I have to find out for myself. I mean, there's a little bit of like, I have to find out for myself, independence, peace of like, she has to make all the wrong decisions in order to make the right ones. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, <laughs> well, at what cost? And as we're talking about, like, there are no good guys in this story. No. There are just people who are trying, I think. Yeah. And there are some that I definitely liked. I liked more. Like, I liked the little explosives technician, Ramza. Oh, he um, was cute. He was so much fun to me. Yes. And I'm like, oh, the sweet, like, little brother type is the one who's going around making poop bombs. <laughs> I so appreciated all of the poop and fart humor in this. Yes. Because it's so dark. <laughs> and it just would come out of nowhere. And I'm like, thank you for the lowbrow humor. I needed it. Yes. It was the only comic relief. 
A plus <laughs> comic relief. Very necessary. Very lovely. And 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 yeah, but but you know, you have characters like that that are very interesting. And I like I like that when Rin was, you know, observing them too, initially, she was kind of like, whoa, by all of them. But after a period of time, she looked at them as being more childlike. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she started yeah. to see that they weren't just badasses. Exactly. They weren't just badasses who were like monkeying around. Oh, nice pun. Nice pun. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Funny gal. That's me. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, but uh, but they weren't. And then she started to see them as people and not mm-hmm. just conduits to the gods. And I thought, oh, wouldn't that be great if you could see that for yourself, sweetie? Mm. And, and there it is. And yeah, yes. and, and that's and that's where we come in as the reader going, oh, we have answers for you. Yes, we are the armchair quarterbacks. We clearly yes. know more than you. <laughs> you should <laughs> be understanding us. Yeah, it felt like when you're watching, which I don't do often, as you all know, but when you're watching a horror movie and you're like, no, no. Don't yes. go into the room with the knives. Yes. Don't go into And I'm the worst person for it too. I talk at the screen. And I mean, I talk oh, yeah. at the screen at the movie theater. I'm yelling yes. at it. I'm telling people not to do things. So I am that girl too. Yeah, it, it's, and I, I do that a lot. And I felt like that through the whole book. But sometimes that gives me tremendous anxiety and frustration. And yeah. I did not feel that. It was just a, okay, okay. So this is, this is how I, well, I need to know what happens. Yeah. I, I need to know the consequences of all these very poor choices because it is going nowhere. There's but a lot somewhere of poor choices terrible. out there. There are. I'm very interested. There are books where I really want to, like, I feel like I need to like the main character in order to like the book. But I did not like Rin and I didn't feel like I needed to like Rin. No. Nope. There were parts of her that I uh, empathized with and was like, ooh, I remember being a ragey uh 18 uh, 19 year old um and struggling with that um but then there were parts where I was like oh I don't mm, I don't think I like you yeah <laughs> exactly I think, that was good, okay. I think that was yeah. like I think that was a I think that was the point but I know we've talked about this often on the pod with other books is that a lot of people have a hard time getting into books if they don't like characters mm-hmm. yes um I think that there's a way I think there's a way to do it you have to Mm -hmm. you have to make them some some kind of you have to make them real you you have to make them um like we did we didn't necessarily like Rin but we did empathize with her Mm -hmm. and that was a big part of it uh Mm -hmm. but there was there was so much of that throughout I mean like I said even if I didn't like the book which I did if I didn't like the book I would be so impressed by it yeah. because of all these elements that work and typically don't very well sometimes I do need to like the main character right. sometimes I do but maybe yeah. that's the story maybe that's the author and in this scenario I was fine with not liking anybody and not rooting for them I was just curious about the world and what was happening and the consequences of these things and because all of these gods and these rules and these things that I don't know <laughs> and understand rules? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly that. The fact that there really are no rules. Yeah. Yeah. There is no road. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of it. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, I was there for the adventure of it all. And, and the familiar things that I, I tapped into were, were comforting because, because of that. But I mean, there's just, there was just so much I'm going, oh, I have no idea what the outcome of this is going to be. That doesn't happen. That doesn't just, it just doesn't happen with me very often. (laughs) It just doesn't. So, I mean, 
it's really, I, I'm the one who's like, okay, I'm putting all the pieces together. I'm the strategist. I'm putting all the pieces together. I see the, I see the puzzle here. And this is me when I read things and I watch things and I get nothing but joy out of it. It's fun. Yes. And this I one, there was it. none of that. Yeah. This <laughs> one, there was none of it. There was no time for me to sit there and put pieces together or try and figure out what was going on. It was me just there for the ride. And it was really great. It did make me interested to read her other stuff. Like I want, yeah. I've never read Babel and now I want to read Babel. Yeah. Um, I think she did. I think she did yellow face too, which I think that, that is happened. her. Yes. Which I didn't yeah. realize until yellow I started face. Googling yeah. this and I went, Oh, that was mm-hmm. her. Okay. I, think, I haven't I think, read it yet. Makes me want to read that. I think I have that here. So if you, mm-hmm. I, I can pass it on to you, Morgan. <laughs> I had it. I ha- I got it from the library. I think I read like the first chapter and then I bailed and didn't finish it in time. And I went, ah, I'll just get this another time. And so I returned it back, but, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was, it's interesting. I, I'm interested in her writing style. I kind of like the way she puts things together. Um, I'm interested in this, like the idea of this book and like how you label this book because most things like this tend to be put into YA. God, this right? is not yeah. YA. Oh no, my it's God, not, not YA. But it's some people violent. do categorize it that way. Like You know why? Because there's because there's not sex in it. There's that no is, sex. That's literally like the one thing that does. And sometimes language, yeah. which is silly. Uh, it is and, silly. And, and uh, what, because it's a child, essentially a child protagonist. Like, is that what does? Like, it's weird. That's it dumb weird. to me. That's really stupid to me. Um, but there are a lot of uh, female authors that like their publishers will say, like, we don't think you will sell books unless it is categorized way, yes, which is exactly. why Akatar, the first Akatar is categorized way. And they've yep. been changing that. Yep. You read the rest of the season, the series. And you're like, this is not, not way for children. <laughs> nope. Oh, nope. No, my God. Nope. Patrick had a, one of his middle school students was reading it. And he was like, should I tell their parents? And I was like, nope, nope. you're just going to let that be. You know why? Because consent- we were all reading Flowers in the Attic, which is considered YA. So I right. mean, I know what right. we were talking about. <laughs> I feel like we could have a whole rant about the categories of books. I mean, um, a kid who's reading a book this big mm-hmm. and like typically mm-hmm. is frankly, I mean, I was reading Dean Koontz in junior high. Yeah. And I would yeah. get thirds into the book. I'd get to the sex, sex chapter and I'd be annoyed because I'm like, can we get by this so I can get to the monsters? Like mm-hmm. when you're at that age, you don't care. Yeah. Like if you're reading books, you're not reading books for the sex. And so mm-hmm. most of them that were like, oh, this is inappropriate. They're skipping over it because they're bored. But, so they're bored. but also like the sex to me is not what makes a YA book or an adult book more an adult book like Thank I you. think I, honestly I lean way more towards the violence of it than the sex that's what if it you're, should be if the sex in a YA yes. book is consent based and really beautifully portrays like actual adults having consensual sex please teach kids how to have safe consensual yes. sex yes I will stand on that soapbox until I'm blue in the face and keel over and die but if it is, I mean, again, we were talking about the scene where they walk up to the village and every single being in the village is brutally murdered and oh. dead in yeah. gruesome um, uh, detail. Yes. We get every yeah. horrific, de- like at one point they describe, like, I, I will only do this a little because it's real gross, but like that it was clear that they like chucked babies in the air and yes. just let them land on their sword. Like, yes. no, like fruit that ninja. is not... That it yes, like or, or the baby, the baby that was delivered after. Yes. Yep. 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 That, that was, I, have, I even got to that and I went, yeah. okay. 
I have a yeah. strong stomach. I read some pretty messed up stuff. Um, like Morgan, I enjoy dark fantasy too. Um, and I read a lot of war yeah. novels or I haven't lately, but I have in my time and, you know, I've seen some pretty and read pretty awful things. And this was definitely, this was definitely up there. I was, you I went was there. She's yeah. Saying, well, not. and that is not YA to me. No, no it's that not. That is the kind of violence that we cannot put like, no, no, no. We, no, it, no, we, no. The, the whole point is not to desensitize ourselves to this. Right. It's, it's yes. too, it's too horrified to it. Well, that it and also the fact that she is basing this on real Chinese history yeah. and real wars that occurred. Oh, you know, okay. she's, she's looking to tell a story here. She's looking to tell a story in the scope of this fiction world. But at the same time, she is still also honoring these people whose lives were ripped apart and did go under in these awful, awful ways. So, you know, I, I respect her for it because yeah. she's like, no, you need, you cannot turn away from the atrocities of war mm -hmm. and of history. You have to see them. You have to look at them and you have to acknowledge them. Oh, you know, so that, I, I can respect that. That mm -hmm. and the fact that she gave the point of view of so many different characters. I don't yeah. want to say villains because they're all kind of villains. Everyone's right. a villain. <laughs> Everyone's a villain. But the the perspective of all them, so many of them, even the ones we hated the most, that they felt righteous in what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, and and that you've got me, that from Kate, mm -hmm. right? Yes. He says like you know I she's love He's your only good character. I think he's your Honestly. only. Intellect, the only moral intellect, I think, is the way I would label him. And this idea of, you know, like you're she's raging and they're monsters. They did these terrible things. And he says, yeah, well, have you ever stopped to consider that that's the way they see us? And right. she goes, nope. <laughs> and she shuts it down. Not. But that's Absolutely what people do. Even. That's exactly. what people do. When you're confronted and they, she brings this up too. When people are confronted with anything that contradicts their religious beliefs, mm -hmm. they need to shut it down. They need to yeah. shut them up and shut it down. And yes. it's the same thing with political things or just beliefs in general. People do yeah. not want to hear anything that contradicts what they say because right. their, their, their hierarchy of belief in their system is so fragile. And, well, that, and that's the perfect word, the fragility of self. Yeah. And this idea of I have built my entire world around this foundation of belief that if you're going to tell me there's a possibility I've put my entire life in this wrong concept, that's frightening to people. Like I think about like the, the cults and like the, the Scientology rabbit holes that I've gone oh, down. yes, <laughs> and people who give up decades of their lives to this belief system to come out the other side and go, oh, that's time I can never get back. Like that's well, and what's it's heartbreaking soul to me about those things. Yes. Yeah, soul, -crushing. soul crushing to people because I mean, we even build our belief systems and sense of self around some of the smallest things yeah. that like a lot of people don't, don't, are not invited to, are not interested in getting curious about where those beliefs came from and whether or not they want to continue to attach to them or if they want to get curious about it and change yeah. um, that let alone we then question deeply one of those bigger more like pillars of self-belief people don't want to do that work even on a regular basis they right. definitely don't want to show up to that work in a much bigger deeper way yeah. it's scary as hell so on that book. note <laughs> everything's fucked that's <laughs> that in, fair, in fairness that is the summation of the coffee war everything's yeah. fucked everything's fucked <laughs> everything's fucked and everybody sucks let's let's go thank you stuff. limp biscuit um <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we got Fred Durst up in this motherfucker. I mean, some, somebody get me a Yankees cap. Um, <laughs> any final thoughts on the Poppy War? I I I recommend this is one of those books where I'm like I I want people to read it. Yeah. I I want them to. It's I want worth them... the read, you know, especially yeah. from someone who didn't want to read it. Yeah. That yeah. is a glowing review from Lisa. It really is. It's it something really is. to that, you know, like mm-hmm. I was going to read it 10 pages and the first day I read 150 something. So there's yeah. something to it. It was very I, intriguing. I read a lot of stuff that I do for comfort and enjoyment and, and whatever it is that I need in that moment, because I am a mood reader, but I think and, and there's a reason why I like doing this podcast too. It's because I, I want to read stuff that is either out of my comfort zone uh, and I want to be challenged on occasion. And this book challenged me a lot and I'm glad for it. We need to do that. We need sure. to do that. Toss those sure. in. They're tossers. Toss them in. <laughs> All right. So uh, while we're tossing, um, we're our next book. We have our next books coming up. Um, our March title is a book recommended by Heather. So let's go two for two, two um, in a row. called the glass <laughs> box by J. Michael Straczynski. Uh, this is a sci-fi dystopian thriller. They're calling it a kind of combination cuckoo's nest, dark matter by Blake Crouch. And you know how you kind of deal with these new defense act things and pushing back. And then for April, we are going to be reading Delicious Monsters by Lisette. What is that? Sanberry? Um, yes. Sanberry, indeed. Another kind of time twisty book. So we're going to do some twisty books here. Uh, Jason will be thrilled. Um, we're the first four books for 2024. Three of them are time bendy. Um, but uh, I've actually read Delicious Monsters already. And I can <gasps> tell you that it is a very Ooh. cool title. Uh, two different time frames set in the same house. Um, haunted stories uh, more adolescence in anguish that kind of thing um but yeah we've got some really cool reads coming up so i hope you will join us thank you heather and morgan for joining me as always and uh we will see you next time on the 20th of the month bye bye Bye, i'm waving it's also worth mentioning this episode goes up on the 20th of february which is lisa's birthday happy early birthday lisa woo happy birthday lisa Thank you, thank you. Whoa! Also Nick Job's birthday to be fair. Whoa, whoa. Copyright 2024 rabbit hole podcasts rabbit hole podcasts.com